0: Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome into the program. We are uh, out and about today. You need to come see us. We are at Nissan Stadium, a big blood drive. The Titans and the Red Cross are saving lives today, collecting blood. I mean, you got a big game coming up this weekend. You're fired up about that. Why not celebrate by help saving a life? The Red Cross, the Titans are getting together all week uh, all around middle tennessee so if you can't make it by here today there's no worry uh you can find another middle tennessee location here's what you need to do all of your cyber loafing right now probably you're hanging out at work or you're hanging <laughs> out at home go to redcrossblood.org slash donate you type in your zip code you can register uh, if you want to try to squeeze into one of these remaining slots down here type in tn titans tn titans select this location see if there are any slots left but i mean what better way to celebrate a big playoff game than by coming and giving blood and helping people? And, Blaine, I didn't know this. One of the Red Cross uh, spokesmen told us earlier, you can donate blood every 56 days. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Man, right here at Nissan Stadium. Man, Make sure you bring your mask, too. I see everybody with all the spacing in between that uh, they have their masks on. I'm not sure. I don't think they provide masks. I have my mask. Luckily, I have a mask in every pocket of <laughs> right. jackets that I have. So, I'm always prepared, uh, even if I'm not, so I always try to uh, guard against me forgetting. <laughs> so, yeah, so stop by. Guess what? And you can also uh, see uh, Blaine and Mickey in here uh, broadcasting the show. So that'd be cool, too.
0: Uh, we got uh, cheerleaders running around. They're giving away yeah. an A.J. Brown football, uh, an autographed football. or help? No, oh, my gosh, I don't want to say football. It's a helmet. Yeah, it's a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd look pretty good on your shelf. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really want one of those A.J. Brown, man. Do you like the blue helmets better than the white ones you wore? Do you like the dark blue color? I know that's it depends. Tough.
1: It's, it depends on the combo with it. I love the uniforms of blue on blue. Yeah, I know players, you're. A, I know you're a uniform expert. Do I you know. like that or do you like the stormtrooper all white? I'll say this:
0: I like the I like the navy blue on blue. Man, we didn't ever wear that though. Very not very often. Did anybody wear it? There are pictures from the day the uniforms got announced. And what, it's you and Frank and Craig Hendrick. Mm-hmm. And Eddie. And Eddie. And you're wearing, like, different combinations. Yeah. Did anybody have on all navy in that picture?
1: Uh, I don't think so because it was only – no, I don't think so. Not that I can recall.
0: Because there was one combo I remember thinking, gosh, they don't ever wear it like that. Somebody had on all white and there were dark blue paint. I mean, it was basically uh, – White pants, dark blue pants, white jersey, dark blue jersey. That that was white it pants. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that was the only. But I remember maybe Hendrick, but, one of the guys. But what ha- is your color? Oh, I like the baby blue. The baby blue? The, with the
1: uniforms they have now, which ones are you talking about?
0: When they go on the road, I like the baby blue pants and the white jersey. Oh. I, I'm not all one color guy. I love it on college teams. I'm just not crazy about it on NFL teams. Like if Tennessee came out in all orange, I'd be fine with that. Or Vanderbilt in all gold or all black. I think that would look great. I like pro teams when they mix it up a little bit. Pants and jersey different color. I so also you, you can, like you like. Can I say that? I love that they use Craig Hentrick for that uniform presentation that oh, they were using a plumber oh, back then, and that they would I, probably do that again today with Brett Kern.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Think very, about this. Very what? vital, important piece to the team. Oh, my gosh. Is the the punter slash kicker slash quarterback. Craig Hendricks, underrated as an athlete. Got to know his background, man. Guy played wide receiver defensive back in high school. So he wasn't just a kicker his entire uh, career. And, and Kern has a little bit of that, too, as well, as he was a defensive back. Got to go check your history. These guys are pretty good athletes now. Kern's a big dude. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's yeah. full-sized. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those guys are uh, yeah. You know, nothing like you know Al Del Greco's. <laughs> he as was I call him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Automatic yeah, we, Al. we we yeah we called him Penguin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, I was only like an inch or two taller. <laughs> hey, that dude was a great golfer. He wound up being a college golf coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. That that uh, kicking really beneficial to to and That's for sure. The preciseness, you know, and everything else.
0: There has, been attention fo- to detail. Mm-hmm. there has been pro football in Tennessee, this is the 25th year, mm. starting in 97 as the Tennessee Oilers, 98th and '90 oh. anyway, Lucas, you, uh, there are a handful of games where somebody else punted for an injury or whatever reason, but essentially this team has had two punters in its history, Craig Hendrick. If you remember, he was – also just, played
1: quarterback, too. So at that time, we had some fake pun- – Man,
0: he could throw He it. could throw it. <laughs> I, was, I remember his fake yeah, puns. Yeah, man, he was – t- I couldn't throw that well. But Craig Hendrick played until they got Brett Kern, and they got Brett Kern. He had been cut by the Broncos mm-hmm. because Craig Hendrick got hurt again, was having what with back issues at the yeah, time. back and neck. Mm-hmm. So they got, they got Brett Kern, and, 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 and Craig Hendrick was like, okay, I'm done. I'll show you all the stuff. So he showed him all the secret sauce, and Brett Curtis still then, the then, freaky punter. He turned,
1: <laughs> he's turned, 30 he's for taking 30 it to on the that. next level. He got a new secret sauce, and he, you know, he turned turn into his old sauce. Oh 20 gosh. years,
0: two punters. Wow. wow more that, than that? Since 97, Lucas, two punters. Now, there's a game here or there of this guy or that guy to fill in, but but essentially this team has had two punters as the history of the Titans and even the Tennessee Oilers. That's just bananas crazy
1: mm. yeah well there's only going to be one more punter and then there will be the little mixer as the punter for the Titans. so yeah oh, my son punts. yeah yeah, yeah. So that, just need a holdover they need to yeah, stop yeah, they got to have one Marvel more punter and then it goes like 15 and then they're gonna be somebody named ryan punting. <laughs> just know that that's mickey's son <laughs>
0: i'm not so sure that i'm not so sure kurt can't hold out till then no nah, i,
1: I don't so. know if he can go another
0: another 15 <laughs> well, i don't the know ryan, about that titans legend Yes. My son would, would has be. a custom 23 Titans jersey with Rabble Rouser on the back. Oh. he repping Uncle Blaine out there. Oh, man.
1: That'd be awesome if he wore like a, a number that if wasn't. The punters num- could wear
0: those numbers? numbers
1: yeah. He got to wear, you know, even if he just goes 99 or something. <laughs> you got you It makes you, you stand out.
0: Got to be good, too. Okay, well, Yeah, yeah, yeah it, that'd be pretty cool. Not from a lack of me fielding punts in the backyard that he won't make that. Uh, Robert. In Nashville, has a question about uniforms on the Mark Spanos yeah. State Hotline. What's going on, Robert? What you got, Robert? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Now we can. can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. sir. All right. Sorry about that, guys. I was with down. Anyway, uh, you guys were talking about uniforms, so I wanted to know uh, there are there certain uniforms that the Titans wear that have proven to be uh, like a better, like a good luck charm for them, like? You know, have they won more games with the white uniforms or with the blue-on-blue?
1: Maybe you guys know about that. Ooh, great question. That's probably more a Mickey Ryan question, but I really don't know. Uh, I'm sure coaches don't go by that, but players, I bet you know that answer uh, to that. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't uh, measure out with the players what uniforms they prefer uh, than what the coach, uh, you know, puts them in. But uh, it would be kind of interesting. Is it is it the uh, Star Troopers? No,
0: there's a Twitter account called Titans Uni Tracker. It's at Titans Uni. Mm-hmm. I stumbled across this, and these guys track every uniform they wear and do they win or lose in it. So, here's his pin tweet uh, from, Ooh. well, from just a, a few days ago, 2021 Titans, six different uniform combinations. The all navy, four and zero. Yeah, that's what he went. That's what he went all navy. I
1: like that color.
0: The all white. Three and 3 and zero to Star Troopers, and uh, it says light blue over navy. Uh, also three and zero, so those were the three that they went undefeated in. All navy, all white, and light blue over navy. My favorite combination, you ask, is the is I mean, it's same dark blue helmet. It's the baby blue jersey and white pants. Yeah, I like I like the navy because it like looks it. like the Oilers. and yeah. you know me, I'm a sucker for that. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I like the the all navy dark. It's yeah. Uh, the players like all navy. If you ask them, that's. Almost every one of them, if you ask them what's your favorite uniform combo, they all say it's all navy.
1: Yeah, it looks tough. Uh, you know, still the colors. You know, you very rarely see, especially when you go with the blue helmet, all just blue. Yeah. Then you got the sprinkle of the red and baby blue in the
0: uni and in the helmet. Just a tiny bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you touch on everything and with with mixed in with gray.
0: Let's get uh, Marshall and Nashville real quick because we've got to get to Coach Mack next marshall what you got man
2: hey guys hey another uniform question um i love talking about this by the way because i'm kind of a uniform guy myself um so i've heard rumblings that the nfl is going to bring back uh alternate helmets mm-hmm. for next season and uh just uh i just want to find out if if you might know mickey i don't know but the titans have plans to do that because uh I think bringing back the white helmet would be cool. I think also bringing back a throwback Oilers helmet would be cool. But, uh anyway, I just want to get your thoughts. Thanks. Bye.
0: Um, the Titans, as I understand it, I saw a tweet from an NFL writer that's been several months ago. You can't have a second helmet next year. It's my understanding the Titans will be one of those teams that has a white helmet. So they could be the Oilers or, as Blaine pointed out, they could be the original Titans again because those right. are now throwbacks too. Right.
1: Those throwbacks, yeah. So I, I like that combination. You know, you still kind of want to stay. And then if you play like in, a, let's say, like the Hall of Fame game or something like that, then you go to the throwback Oiler uh, helmet maybe, you know, uh, to celebrate, you know, the the organization and this history, you know. So, yeah, I kind of like that too.
0: I'm waiting on, I'm waiting on Kelly Green Oilers, Cream Sickle Bucks in Houston Oilers. Spoiler throwbacks. That's what I'm waiting on. By the way, Teresa Walker said, hey, Mickey Ryan, don't forget Reggie Roby was the original punter in 97. Yeah, Vegas. he was. I cannot forget it with the
1: late, great Reggie Roby yes, sir. who did the fake pun around the back. He was, yeah, that was the, yeah.
0: Oh, he was an athlete. Thank you, Teresa. 97, mm-hmm. Reggie Roby, then Craig, uh, the Craig mm-hmm. uh, era. Yeah, the yeah there was
1: one more punter when I first got in the league. Yeah, Rich Camarillo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He we was been with, a punter when we were kids. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah then he
1: went to Arizona mostly, but my first, well, I'm afraid he was a sub for uh, Montgomery, Craig Montgomery. Late uh, Craig Montgomery. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah. Boy, true. keep your Start head center.
1: on the swivel, former uh, punters. I know. Watch out. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> you <laughs> just scared me. I got to go to the bathroom now. Coach
0: Mack is up next. I'm late, and Vicky. <laughs> Blaine and Mickey one zero four five the zone. You Hear that music? It only means one thing: it means the return of the Mac Coach Mack with the Mac Attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Coach, happy divisional playoff week to you.
2: Yeah. Hey, Mickey. Hi, Blaine. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this has been a this has been a very eventful off week. I mean, I've probably done more radio across the country because the Titans are uh, Titans are big news, and so yes, I mean now now the excitement starts to build, and uh, that's where you are, right?
0: I cannot wait to see what the fans pull out and how loud and crazy it gets here on Saturday. I know you love that as much as anybody. I know you're excited too, but my goodness, the atmosphere here on Saturday ought to be absolutely nuts.
2: You know what, Mickey, really I mean that's why we're all in this business, all of us that have been in it and all of us mm-hmm. that, that love it. That's why the that's why the fans are in it. You know, I did I filled in for Mike Brabel last night on his show for an hour and Mike he said, Look, we're just gonna take calls and I mean, we had wall-to-wall calls. I mean, people are, are invested. They're bought in. You can talk to Blaine there about, you know, how a player feels when you come out. And you can feel the energy. The energy, mm-hmm. the air is different. The air is different for the playoffs. Let's just get that out there. And you, if you don't believe that, well, then you've never been involved in it. But it's, and and this, is a, this is an exciting time. They've earned this spot as to where they've gotten. And now it's going to be – I mean, I, I really can't wait. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little chilly, and I'm going to love it. The window's going to be open, and that place will be going.
0: Well, and this is a battle-tested roster now, Coach. You've got a bunch of guys who played in a bunch of playoff games, and that experience, I would imagine, is invaluable to anybody at this time of year.
2: Well, and the other thing is, and, and of course, I know Blaine can speak to this too, the thing that's happened during this season because of the fact that we've had to utilize 91 players is you have some guys that have had real game experience that you've had to depend on to win games that you really didn't think at the beginning of the year they either weren't here or you they they were on the practice squad and you really didn't think they were going to have to contribute as much as they did. But now when you go into the playoffs, you not only are getting your guns back, but you've got guys that have experience, and so that gives confidence throughout the locker room.
0: Absolutely. Coach Mack always gives confidence to this show. He is brought to you by, as always, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered, just like Coach Mack each week with the Mack attack on Blaine and Mickey.
1: Well, Coach, uh, I'm sure you watched uh, a lot of the games, but in particular, you know, if you watch the Bengals, whether it be by film or, or on TV, what were your impressions of the Bengals in the jungle?
2: Yeah, and again, I've done both. Uh, and here's here's my first impression: they are an extremely explosive football oh. team offensively, and and what they have done, they've morphed into even uh, a, a more efficient offense. Because you know, you know, of course, the quarterback, you know, coming back from his injury, but this guy was a number one pick for a reason. Blaine, I mean, you mm-hmm. can see that he can make all the throws. He's extremely mobile. He is now getting them in the right checks at the line of scrimmage. You can see that Zach Taylor now has up what he is doing with him. And then plus, I mean, he's got a bevy of receivers and, and, and he's got a running back that, that they can work. And I mean, they, they are playing, they are playing at a high level offensively because of their skill people. I wouldn't say they're a devastating offensive line, but I say they're skill people. You know, starting with the quarterback and then going, going through all the, all the people that get their hands on the football, they're right there at the top because the, the, when you watch teams make explosive plays, regardless of who they're playing, I've watched about eight, eight films on them now, is that they're consistently doing it and they do it in a lot of different ways. And you know, when a play caller, which Zach Taylor's calling the plays, starts to be able to layer his calls, then he's got a lot of confidence in his guys.
1: Well, when I watch him, coach, you know, being the former DC that you are, how would you approach uh, Burrow? Because I, I think, man, I don't even know. I think he hasn't thrown an interception at least in the last five games. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but somewhere around there. And they just kind of been in rhythm offensively as a defend. You know, former DC. How w- how would you approach him? trying to disrupt that timing and everything else. All right, and
2: looking at it, and the first thing you're going to have to do when you've got somebody that's in rhythm that well. The the, the first two things that that you talk about defensively when you're in a defensive game plan meeting room and then you're presenting to your players is this. Don't let anything go over your head, all right, because that explosive ability over your head, those free throws, you've heard this many a times in your defensive meeting room when you were here. The ball (laughs) travels further and faster through the air than it does on the ground, and if if you're in single coverage and you let it go over your head, then ten guys can't play. All right. So the first thing is, is you've got to keep it in front of you, and, and the next thing that goes with keeping it in front of you is you, you're going to have to spot tackle. They're going to complete some passes. They they work this offense, you know, so well with, with spreading people out, with with empty, and then and a lot of those throws come out of there so quick is that you're going to have to spot tackle. And spot tackling is huge because what you want to do, you want to work hard to get them to third and five or more, and then you can start being able to trick it up and do some of your pressures. But your first and second down is going to be really, really critical. Now, we we're just talking about the throwing game now. The other thing that you're going to have to work on is Mixon's a legitimate back. Mm-hmm. He is a legitimate mm-hmm. back. That's that's got really, and what I really like about him, I mean, you've watched him too. He's got great lower body strength. Yeah. He really does, and he can run through tackles, but he's a jump cutter also, and he can catch the ball. But the main thing that you've got to do, can't go over your head because explosive plays are going to be important in this game because the Titans have their people too. And so I, I would, I'm would, i sure both defensive staffs in Cincinnati and here in Tennessee are, are preaching right now, no explosives. We've got to be able to make them play between the 20s, and that, that's going to be huge.
1: Well, you're talking about offense because Burroughs is, is the linchpin to really kind of contain in this, this team, I, I would right. say, the Bengals. Uh, he's the most sack quarterback, though, as well. What did you see in some of these sacks? That Did he hold on to the ball? Did they disguise defenses, or was it front four, you know, or was it, you know, zone blitzing schemes? What really kind of trips him up and holds on to the ball? Just that extra second that you need to get after him.
2: Well, and early on when you, when you, when you saw the sacks, he was holding on to it long, trying to get those explosives Uh down the field. What they have morphed to now more, Blaine, is getting it out of his hands. You know, Uh getting it out of his hands and letting those guys run after catch. Because you know as well as I do, you've played against a lot of quarterbacks that have big arms and they've got big receivers. A lot of times they like to take that extra tick back there because they know if they can put it up deep and put it downfield, that most of the time their guy is going to either win it or he's going to draw the penalty. The ball's coming out of his hands a lot quicker as of late than it has, than it has. You can still go after him because as I said, when you start getting the matchups, you know, across the front, to me, all, what it is all about, it's all about the timing. And if you can get them behind the chains, then the timing goes into your favor. And the other thing too, Blaine, if you can get some score separation on them, then mm-hmm. where he has to hold it a little longer, you got a chance. Mm,
1: Coach Mac giving us the Mac attack. I,
2: I guess one more for me though. On that same sure. note,
1: uh, you know, how much do you look at last year games? Even though it's two different teams, in the same sense, it's still the same quarterback. And, you know, and, and he got he scrambled a lot in that game a little bit and bought yes, some time. In right. the same, you know, coordinator too. So, do you have some special rushes in particular? Or are you just kind of going to stick with what you do? And this is a new season; you hadn't seen that as much.
2: Well, no. You look at it. Like you heard what mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel uh, said today. You know, they, they, he was asked that in his press conference today oh. before practice, and he said, "Yeah, I watched it. About threw up." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Different team, but I mean, you know. Yeah. no. I mean, the result was horrible. Yeah. Uh, but but you are correct in saying this. He did escape to his throwing hand a lot in that game. He escaped to his throwing hand, and if you will remember, going into that ball game, that's when that's when they had. Uh, That they had some offensive linemen hurt, so they weren't at full strength. Mm -hmm. And so he knew he was going to have to move, and Zach Taylor knew he was going to have to move him too. But he escaped to his hand quite a bit, and a couple of those explosives came off of, you know, moving away from the interior or the pressure to his left, moving to his right. And then getting into plaster situations down the field and spinning it. So, yeah, you're still going to have to defend that. And that's going to have to be something that, that is extremely important. And, you know, you, when you're just being honest, if you watched last year as a Titan, you watched it last year, you're going, Man, what in the hell was going on? All right. Mm-hmm. You can't let that happen again.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, what do you expect to see for Blue and Rumo and the Bengals defense on Saturday?
2: Well, to me, first of all, it depends on uh, who Lou has up front. All right. I mean, that's going to be, you know, and, and, and right now, I mean, he's got, they suffered some injuries. And, and look, that's, that is the blessing of having the first week by because anytime you put them out there in those wild card games, there's a chance uh, for someone to to get nicked. Well, they got nicked up front. So depending on, to me, Lou has, Lou has always called the, the game, you know, wherever, wherever he has been. And of course with Zach Taylor, he's called the game a lot depending on how much score separation he has okay and so if he gets score separation then he's he's willing he's willing to he's willing to stretch it you know across across the back end and just kind of be patient with it if if they're struggling then he will start bringing some heat trying to make something happen uh and so that's why i say to me score separation in this game early if we can get it it would be a big help in a lot of areas uh
0: mike Vrabel talked today uh, in his press availability about putting on pads and uh, he, he mentioned Derek, and and I don't I don't want to I, I can't remember exactly, but paraphrasing coach, essentially putting some pads on him and starting to prepare him for contact that he would see on Saturday as close as they can do any practice.
2: Yeah, Mickey, that's the next step, right? Yes, sir. I mean, you know, sooner or later, you got to get the pads on, and you got to get hit, and you got to get thumped around, and you got to, you know, you got you got to run team plays against the defense, and you got to you got to push, and you're going to have to cut. So all of those things, I mean, this is the next step in his progression as far as his as his recovery so that that's going to be it's going to be really important to see how he reacts uh tomorrow you know i've heard blaine say this quite a bit because i mean he's a long-time player he knows anytime you're coming back from something that has bothered you that the, the next the thing to do is it's not so much how you do the day you come back it's how it works out overnight and how it feels the next day so that mm-hmm. this this is just another step in what he has to do for his recovery
0: Coach Mack, our guest here on Blaine and Mickey, talking Titans ahead of Saturday's playoff game.
1: Yeah, as well, added to that, Coach Mack, is, you know, you have to go through that maturation process. Now you have the confidence that you can play with it, but then you have to have affirmation. Once you're in the game, Coach, as you know, he has to believe that he can do it in the game, then does it, and then takes a hit on it, and then gets up and, uh uh-oh, nothing's wrong. Now I'm back. It's just another little, you know, layer to it uh, of confidence and that I won't be stopped now. I'm all the way back. That's the last layer. And we won't know that till the actual game. So we shall see. I'm excited. The fans are going to be pumped up. Uh, I know everybody's talked about when the Javon curse came back. That was the loudest. The stadium was when an individual came out of the uh, the, the tunnel. Uh, but if uh, Henry comes out, how loud do you think it's going to be, Coach Mack?
2: But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. We do we do it with the window open, so uh, well, I'm sure we're going to hear it. But back to your statement, you're 100 percent right though, Blaine, because the that, the ultimate test is once you get in the ball game. Because look, when you're out, when when they're practicing, you know everybody is still aware this is their team. They're not going to really, you know, bump him around as hard. But when we we start playing Cincinnati, if he is in there carrying the ball, they're not going to care. You know it. You know it, and I know it. So that is the ultimate test but they're taking the, the gradual steps to get him there. And then what you say is a hundred percent true. We will find out for real uh, 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 on that first carry. If he, when he gets it or if he gets it or whatever is the fact that then that's when you'll start to see. And then you have to be able to get up and go to the next one, the next one, the next one, but mm-hmm. we're in a process right now. He's in a process right now. And uh, I mean, I know what we're all anticipating and wanting. We'll just see, you know, it's like I, It's like it's like I I said to a caller last night. He said, "Coach Mack, I'm so nervous. I just don't know what to do. You know, can you talk me down a little bit?" I said, "Here's what I always tell uh, Amy Wells. Sometimes when we're when we're going through some discussions on what's happening, keep your powder dry. Just keep (laughs) your powder dry. It's coming." (laughs)
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, we've had this conversation off air, me and Mickey, and it's, uh, you know, a yeah. lot of people are talking about it, and I didn't even know that they actually went to high school together, and that's Fulton and Chase, let alone they played college together. Do you think that's an advantage or a disadvantage? Because guess what? Chase knows him too. I mean, we can say, oh yeah, he knows him really well, but guess what? Chase knows him too.
2: So I'm, I'm just interested to see, is that really an advantage either way? You know what? Uh, he uh, Mike Ribble was asked that in his press conference today too. Oh, was he? I think Teresa Teresa Walker asked him that. Do you think it's an advantage? And he said, I hope so. You know, I mean you don't know. But but you're right. They both know each other. So it uh and you've done it in your career too. You're, you're playing, you know, against people that you either played with, you know, or are or or very good friends with. It's always mm-hmm. it's always a little bit extra to it. Uh but you're right. I mean they've been they they've known each other for a long time and it's kind of ironic that now they're both playing in a divisional game uh, in the National Football League against
1: one another. Well, I guess, Lassie, for me, and and I'm going to go back to the Texans game in that second half where they kind of spread the game out and threw it around the yard. Do you think that opened the window for maybe the Bengals to think that they can do that? Or was it something more of a they were trying to play catch up and really, you know, the Titans kind of, you know, weren't prepared for them to be kind of doing all of that because they maybe hadn't shown any of that in film.
2: Yeah, but like, uh, that's what that's what Cincinnati does anyway. They're a tempo mm-hmm. offense, and they spread it out. I mean, that's their DNA anyway. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. And so, I mean, that that's what they do. And 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 he will change the tempo, but it will, but when he is going tempo, I mean, he will spread them out. He he empties the backfield. It's completely empty. It's you know, it's a three-two split. So Cincinnati has already got that already deep in their DNA all season.
1: So the number one thing in this game, then, would be ball control, running the football, which is right up the Titans' alley, then.
2: Uh, that's, a, that's a great point because, you know, Joe Burrow's had a great year. Jamar Chase is 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 is, is really good. Uh, their offense, but their offense will score zero points if they're sitting on the sideline. I do know that. <laughs> we are with Coach Mack giving us the facts. All right, Coach
0: Mack, on the way out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the extra week that the Titans got, you brought up one of the points. The Bengals lost a player, Larry Oganjobi, who's one of their hosses up front, their hoss up front, uh, because he got injured in the wild card week. Those extra days of not just rest, not just not playing a game, how beneficial, because of what Vrabel said, they told everybody, we're going to pick one thing and tell you to go get better at that thing was along those lines. How beneficial was that week even for self-scouting? not just for rejuvenation and not playing a game.
2: Yeah, Mickey, I mean, you self-scout after every week in the National Football League. The way technology is now, you've got all of that stuff documented. But what it is, it's a great time for self-reflection. And and I think that's what he was talking about. And when he was talking about you know asking players you know to work on something or to concentrate on something, that didn't come with just a mandate from what the coaches said. They involved the players with that. Asking sure. them what they thought, and because and, look, it's all about the players in the National Football League. It's all about the players, and so the more that you incorporate your players in, and, and it's a it's a great conversation back and forth. Well, then that's when things really start to happen. Well, so so that that's what happened. But the big thing is, guys, is this football team? We know where it's been. Ninety one players. We we know the injury factor for this football team. Now you've got a chance to at least be somewhat back to full strength so that the physical rest and the mental rest was really really beneficial
0: coach this segment is really really beneficial thank you sir can't wait to as hear, always can't wait to hear you and, and mike and the crew on the call on saturday it's going to be so much fun what a party
2: guys i always appreciate being on with you too appreciate
0: you see you yes, thanks sir. coach mac coach Mack, farm bureau health plans making it happen all right one more segment we come back mike frable talked about Derrick Henry, getting him back in pads, getting him back acclimated. You'll hear from the coach next. Also, we hope to have the list of who practiced, and hopefully it was a long list, and who didn't, and hopefully that was a really short list. We hope to have that as we wrap things up next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Remember, Titans blood drive along with the American Red Cross Nissan Stadium. The Zone and the Red Cross crew will be here until 6 o'clock today. The Titans are asking all fans to join them. And the American Red Cross donate blood this week, the week leading up to the game against the Bengals on Saturday. Do some great. You know, you're all fired up. Why not help save lives as well? There are collection sites all over town. Titans are hosting this blood drive again today at Nissan Stadium until 6. But if you want more information or you want to make sure that you get to donate, go to redcrossblood.org slash donate, type in your zip code, and you're good to go. You can register if you're registered for here or if you want to try to get squeezed in as a walk in. You can uh, see Titans cheerleaders. You can also win a helmet autographed by A.J. Brown. I can see it uh, it's sitting on a table over here. It looks fantastic. Again, redcrossblood.org, donate, type in uh, slash donate. That's right. And type in your zip code. You can register. Uh, the Red Cross wants to remind you. You can donate blood every fifty six days. That is. Uh, uh, that was news to me. Bad. I didn't know. Th- I did not know that. Mm, uh, I do know this. Titans practice in pads today. Ooh, Mike, oh
1: Henry, too man.
0: Ooh, video. All right. That's what we want to know, man. We want to know about what what Henry the King looked like. All right, Blaine's going to look at this video. Let's hear from Mike Vrabel, (laughs) then quick video analysis before we let you go. (laughs) Braves. Being pads today, I think that's a good step. We'll have to have some contact. It's it's been a while, you know, since he's had you know contact. You know, we're gonna have to do these things that will come close to to replicating what's gonna be asked of him in a football game. So, you know,
2: again, we we'll have a week of work, and we'll see how he feels and make a decision.
0: All right, what are you seeing in your in your quick video analysis? Mm.
2: Well,
1: nothing. I mean, I, I just think now it's up to see how he can. Performing a game, I mean, they, they, I mean, you know, he looks like nothing's wrong in practice. Now you're not going to the intensity level of a, a playoff game for sure, but you know, as far as what they're doing in practice, you wouldn't know that he was hurt or not if if you didn't know that he had missed uh, all these weeks. So, yeah.
0: They're going to have to figure it out in real time, right? Yeah, like that's, that's he, on Saturday, like he'll go out and get a carry. And you may
1: dress an extra running back because of it, and then they're not maybe participating like Foreman, who may not be on special teams, but you may have to dress them just in case, whether it's to leave a uh, king or in case things Oh well, which you know I hope not. But, yeah, you have to plan for that and hope, you know, that the, you know the extra running back uh, has another role besides just in case Henry does great and you're like, oh man, he had no issues. You know, if they have their way, they're going to run it forty times. If they yeah, have so, their way, so you're going to need an extra backup. Huh? Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. Like, okay, if everything goes well, are you going to get you know you're going to run Henry like twenty five times? Are you ready if he if if he looks good? You go, wow, well, let's just keep it rolling. That's how coaches are, yeah. Well, why would we take him out? He's doing fine. He, only person <laughs> to be taking him out is himself. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm, I'm a little winded here. I, you know, I ain't played in like twelve weeks. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll come on and take a break, but only for one play. <laughs> no. One series for Foreman
0: or Hilliard, for that matter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, man, I'm hoping it goes that way because if if they use their running backs, uh, you know, that's a, a way to defend Burrow and crew because they got a heck of a crew over there on the offense, and you got to think that. You know, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, stop them. But can you contain them? I think that's what you know, Coach Mack was talking about there. And I, I think even variable in the presser is, you know, try to, you know, play within the scheme, but not fearful of them getting behind you. But play aggressive, but don't let's don't give up big chunks of plays. So that's easier said than done because at some point you out there on that island when you're at corner. Yeah. And uh, with the way Burrow uh, throws the football, I mean, he's pinpoint accurate. You could have him covered, but if he throws it outside shoulder or back shoulder, these throws, they're, they're almost, you know, unstoppable. Really. Uh, <laughs> this,
0: so this is one of those times. is going to so be a good
1: test. That's, this is the team I didn't want to play. I know their offensive line had some, some issues. And, you know, even their defensive line now with, you know, which was unexpected with the injuries. Yep. But, uh, you know, offense always can give you trouble if they have a high potent offense. They can run the football. So how much do you sell out to stop the run? Mixon is a legitimate threat. So they may want to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 1,000 yards. And by the way, that freaking tight end is And the more and more I watch people sleeping on this guy. Yeah. CJ, and I'm going to let you pronounce his last name, but, man, I know they have Chase and Higgins, I mean, and Boy. but, hey, man, they have weapons all across the board, so you're going to have to pick your poison. And to me, if they start running the football, you're going to have to, in your mind as a defensive coordinator, that we're going to give up some yards rushing just no big plays. And guys going to have to be playing two gaps through those D linemen. You're going to have to be able to do it. You're not going to stop everything. No. you, you got to know. You're not going to stop everything. Yeah. But you got to contain it. And then, you know, the Raiders game kind of, you know, Open the door for, you know, how you play them in the red zone. They did a really good job holding them, you know, to field goals instead of touchdowns. And that kept them actually in the game to have a possible, you know, chance of winning or tying it.
0: Yeah. If somebody said to you, right now, sign this pa- this, this paper, they can only score 26 on Saturday. The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. Would you take that? 26. Because that's what they got against the Raiders. And they held, like you said, they held them to field goals. 26. Take. You got it. What is our offense averaging? I think they only average it like twenty five. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not twenty six. <laughs> I'm I'm not signing that contract. Oh, no. no, No. We got it. Twenty four and under. I'm not signing that contract. Uh, this real quick on the way out to Ron Davenport practice update. Uh, Tier uh, Tart, Naquan Jones, Buster Screen, Elijah Elijah Bolden practiced. Roger Saffold wore the yellow jersey. Another day of work for Derek Henry. Tory Carter practiced. He's on the designated to return from IR window. That's all good stuff from TV. Oh, yeah. That's great stuff.
1: Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff for uh,
0: Titans fans. Yes. yes, sir. Hit up the Red the Cross team. website this week. Give blood, redcrossblood.org slash donate. Make sure to donate blood this week. But in the meantime, in between time, Mickey, time for us to go. And as always, we leave you with Rip. peace. peace.